Hey, this is Chris Sharp, and we're back with another episode of Sharp Takes. Uh, we got an interesting movie this week. Ben Rogers joins me, and we talk about a movie he really wanted to do, and that I also love, Nacho Libre. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so we watched Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre came out in 2006. It had a $25 million budget, and it made about $100 million. So not terrible for a movie that is super random and made by Nickelodeon. So the plot of Nacho Libre is there is no plot, and that's the point. Um, Basically, Nacho, Jack Black, wants to be a great wrestler. He's trying to be a great wrestler, but he's also a friar, priest. We don't really know. Um, and he falls in love with a nun and he's trying to win her affection. And along the way he realizes, uh, his wrestling can do good for the kids. So Ben, why, why do we love this movie? Why'd you choose it? I think for me, it's, it's a lot of nostalgia too. This came out sort of in that prime age. Um, what, what year did it come out? Like 2006. Yeah. 2006. Yeah. So kind of in that prime Jack Black time period. And for me, I remember watching it for the first time in the theaters and was just dying laughing at all like the way Jack Black can his physical comedy his uh, facial expressions just his the way he contorts his body whatever just, it's just hilarious but it's also just um, a good movie it's also just it's, it's kind of like a guy movie it's, it's, a, it's a movie that like boys in that like early teenage years when we came out or when this movie came out that's how old we were like it's just kind of a movie they love it's kind of like raunchy a little bit with like the, the, uh, a few of the scenes but it's, it's not like like crude or anything um, and it's just it's a good message too and it's it's funny and a good message because at the end of the day like Nacho is is wrestling and trying to make money for the orphans so it's a good message okay but he starts off he kind of starts as like a dick it's very self-serving and but you do there is like I said in the intro there's not a plot but there's there is an arc of hey I'm I want to be famous for me and then at the end, he realizes, oh, I should be famous for these kids because me being famous could help them. So it is, there is an arc. I, 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 I think so. I mean, he definitely matured and grew a little bit. But, like, if you think back, like, the first wrestling match, they actually lost, but they got the winnings. And, like, the first thing he did was buy food for the orphans. So, like, at the, at the entire movie, like, the orphans have been on the front of his mind. Now, sure... He, he definitely did grow and mature, I'll give you that. But, it gets better um, ingredients. Yeah, yeah, so I think his love for the orphans is, is paramount. But um, just just there are so many, and we'll get into this later in the, in the episode for sure, but like there are so many just one-liners. And I, I've said this like um, to many people, and, and I think you know, after watching it tonight, it reiterated it. I would encourage you to watch it again, but watch it with subtitles because there's so many like tiny like one-liners that jack black says like when he's in the ring or when he's talking to someone that you just kind of gloss over when you're not, when you don't have like it basically displayed out in front of you and you just miss it and there's this amazing little like one-liners like when he announces what kick he's doing in the ring and a kind of squeeze like all those little things are just hilarious no yeah. i i absolutely love I love all his shit in the ring and how physical he is and how he like does like the eagle jump at the end and it's like the perfect callback joke. He's got his hands above his head and he flies so much farther than would ever be physically possible. Oh, it's greatness. It's greatness. You know what? Do you know? So I hadn't watched this whole thing and probably like start to finish sat down and watched this in like six years. 
And I sat here and I just kept thinking, oh my God, it's just Napoleon. It looks like Napoleon Dynamite. The opening, everything is Napoleon Dynamite. Did you know it's the director of Napoleon Dynamite who did this? I had no idea. Yeah, it's Jared Hess. So Jared Hess, who directed Napoleon Dynamite, directed Nacho Libre, which makes so much sense stylistically and storyline-wise now. I was thinking the exact same thing because for for that reason too, you can tell just like the way it's shot, but also just like the, the scenes. But also... But I got the sense of it was I was actually surprised that you said they, the budget was twenty five million because I'm like it looks like they spent five dollars on this but just made a killing like it's one of those great movies where they didn't need a huge budget and they just absolutely killed it it's 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 kind of like you know um, I'll encourage your listeners to go back and listen to your School of Rock one because of Jack Black but it's kind of the same as that because Jack Black kind of carries the cast and carries the movie in this one. And, his um, his his fucking paycheck was probably eighty five percent. He probably made twenty million on the movie because he produced it too. And School of Rock callback. Mike White, who wrote School of Rock, produced this. God, yeah. So it's it's, it's greatness. But um, yeah, no, I, I I was thinking the exact same thing. Like this is like almost a Napoleon Dynamite shot for shot remake. <laughs> and all the weird humor and uh, the actor that plays Steven, who's just. So fucking weird because when you in, you meet him and not just picking up the chips for the orphans and they just get in a fight and the first time you see that you have no idea what's going on you don't get what this Stephen you don't know that he's gonna be a huge part of the movie you you have no idea why this is in the movie and that's so much of the first quarter of the movie I'd say like the first act is just being the first time you see it going what the fuck is this movie about and where are we going? <laughs> it's so. actually with probably my parents obviously because I was maybe young enough where they had to go with me and I remember my, my mom just like hated this movie right and yeah my mom hates this like, movie too it's like this is so dumb and they're like it's I, I can definitely see why they would think that because like you said there's like no plot it's just dumb jokes throughout the entire movie and it's it's just Jack Black humor but um, I absolutely love this movie and find myself quoting it over and over again with my brothers and each time I watch it like I'll probably watch it maybe once a year. I don't know if, if that's the case, but like maybe once every couple of years. But each time, like I get down and watch it, I find myself laughing out loud, which I don't do a lot of times in movies when I've seen them for like the sixth, seventh, eighth time. But each time I come back to this movie, I, I always die laughing at that. Um, I think it's their first fight when, yes, yeah, the first fight, and, and Steven goes into the ring. And Jack Black is like turning to the crowd and like dancing and like doing this, all these different things, trying to get him pumped up. And he and he looks back, and Steven's just getting like mauled in the ring. And he's like, "Hey, take it easy." I love every time he says "take it easy" because that's another callback at the end when he's fighting, you know, Ramses, and he gives him tries to give him a high five before the fight, and he's yeah. like, Ramsey slaps his hand away, and he goes. Hey, take it easy. He loves to say. There's all those little lines that he always says in this movie, and I love it. And it's funny because last week on the School of Rock pod, me and Max talked about. Shout out Max Boyum. We talked about how Nacho Libre was our second favorite Jack Black movie. I didn't plan on doing this movie so quickly, but it's so funny because he goes, you know, School of Rock, and then right before this, he did King Kong, like Peter Jackson's King Kong, which is dramatic. It's not funny. And then he goes straight from King Kong. This was his next choice. It's just such an interesting career that he he was obviously tried to take a dramatic turn. And I don't know if he didn't like it or if it was 
he loved the script and wanted to work with you know the guy that did Napoleon Dynamite. But it's such an interesting King Kong is such a high budget visual CGI like three hundred three hundred million dollar movie. Then you get this that looks like they made it on a camcorder for four dollars. And how he did that all in this two year span is crazy to me. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. And, and I, I'll admit, I, I don't know Jack Black outside of his major films, obviously, but um, I saw King Kong and, and it was a decent film. But then to immediately go back into this is, <laughs> is, is, is sort, of, sort of like a, obviously his career didn't need to be resurrected because it, it was never like in the dumps. But like to me, this just brought him back into like that legendary status and I'll, I'll always come back to this to this movie and and, and to different to different uh scenes and aspects from it i i think king kong was him trying to be hey i'm gonna see my dramatic chops i don't like him in king kong it feels really out of place it feels like it's a waste of his talents and what he's doing in that movie doesn't really make sense and that movie it just it was over necessarily long and it was no it's um Gosh, what's her name? Oh, Naomi yeah. Watts. Duh, Jesus Naomi Christ. Watts. Yep, that's right. And then Adrian Brody, too, who was super yeah. in, like indie film guy. And for him, it just, everything felt weird. And Peter Jackson's first thing he's doing post-Lord of the Rings, the expectations are so high. I just, it's this isn't the King Kong pod, but Jack Black, I think people were shitting on him for always playing those same roles and always this high energy thing. And he tried to break away, but... At a certain point, you are what you are, and if you're a fastball pitcher, throw your fastball. You know, if you can't throw a yeah. curve, don't throw a curve. Right, right, yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, respect for him for, for venturing out of his comfort zone. I mean, um, and trying something. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. This, this is kind of his, his bread and butter, and this is where he, where he thrives in these sort of situations in these movies. What's your favorite scene? Oh, dude, I was, I was thinking about this the entire movie, and I'm trying to like narrow it down, and so. Um, but it's gotta be, and I'll tell you the reason why because I have a backstory to this. But it's 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 right before he's about to fight Ramses, and he's singing in the bathroom his song to make her not. Oh uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, just absolutely classic, and so uh, that song gets me every time. Like when he's singing, like uh, like we'll, we'll break our vows. No 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 no. No, no way, Jose. I like the. <laughs> I love the, uh, I ate some bugs, I ate some grass, I used my hands to wipe my tears. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, um, yeah, maybe shout out to Jack Jack Black's uh, musical talents, because he definitely has it. But the reason I think that that scene sticks out to me the most was because the first time uh, we saw this movie, we were actually in Pierce, South Dakota at this tiny little movie theater over on the 4th of July. And so we get out and we're like waiting in the lobby. And like, I'm like high on cloud nine after watching this movie because this is like hilarious. Like, I don't know. I know at that moment, I'm like, two, I was like 10, 11, whatever it was. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie for the rest of my life. And so like, I started singing that song in the lobby, that Encarnacion song in the lobby. And one of like the workers came in up to us and I'm like, he's like, hey, you're not very good. Can you guys just like leave the theater? What a dick. Every time that, that scene comes up, I think that, um, also just, it's just hilarious too, but I have a personal connection to that as well. Um, but I, I mean, so that's, I think that scene definitely sticks out to me the most. I'll let you hit it back to you, but I, I definitely have some more we need to talk about. So I think for me, him going to the wilderness 
when the little fat kid gives him the machete and he goes, it was my mom's machete. And he takes it and he goes and then Steven comes up to him and Steven goes, he, or he goes to Steven, how'd you find me? He goes, we see you from the village, man. And you see where he is and I, I, lose, I lose it on that, him building his little tent and everything about him going to the wilderness is amazing. That's my favorite. Beautiful. I, I, I was, that was up in my top three, too. It's just like, yeah, he has like that little, like, stick little hut. And for, you know, for like two or three minutes, you think he's actually out in the wilderness and like trying to like <laughs> survive off bugs and, 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 the, and the rain or whatever. But then, yeah, Steven comes up and like there's people like literally standing on the rock like 50 yards away. Just, it's hilarious. Um, but the other scene that um, always comes to mind and, and I always recreate is, is his first day with Encarnacion when they go out. He's got his brand new um, workout clothes. He's got his slack. He's got the white slacks with that blue kind of crew crew neck. Yeah, the dicky with like the the, the, the deep V neck or whatever. Um, Just hilarious. And he's you know so the scene is um, Stephen is supposed to come with like some some of his friends and and he's gonna let uh, Nacho or Ignacio um, beat him up to impress Encarnacion and and. and so it, it, uh, Nacho is is trying to you know play out all the moves for Carnacion, and then he goes up there and, and show. Well, I don't know what he does like flexes his like. He flexes his basic. He flexes his ass cheeks, and she just looks away because she doesn't know how he ends up. I, you don't know if they end up together, but how he even impresses this girl is beyond comprehension. Oh yeah, no, it's I. I um, and then and then like throws the shirt at her face, just just absolutely hilarious, but. That one sticks out. Um, when he first, the first night she comes in and, and he has toast in there. He's shoving uh, it under the door. It's three pieces of toast. He's shoving it under the door, and then she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then he immediately is just in there with her eating. And he has, I really like the picture of his parents. And he hands her the picture, and he's like, "Cause you have to explain why." So half-assed internet research. Jack Black was afraid to do this role because he didn't want to do Mexican face, essentially. He's like, he's, he, did, he essentially goes, yeah, it was made me uncomfortable. And then they told me, well, his mom's, you know, like a Swedish missionary and his father, so don't worry, like, you're fine. And I think he probably made them put that line in when he's explaining because he did not want to be... He felt... I think he felt uncomfortable because he... He is doing the accent, which my dad, who's actually Hispanic, thinks is hilarious. My dad loves Nacho Libre, and I sent him a bunch of Snapchats watching it and told him we were doing this pod tonight. And he just was like two, two thumbs way up, was so excited. And he always he always cheeses at the get the corn out of my face thing. Same. That's great. Same. Yeah, um, I, I, so, so that scene with the toes, and then like she says like, my favorite color is light tan. My favorite animal are poopies. <laughs> yeah, the way she says pup. My favorite animals are poopies. And then, um, I can't remember what her third thing is. Oh, serving the Lord. She's like, yeah, and I like serving the Lord. And then Jack Black is like, those are like my favorite. She says volleyball, too. She likes to play volleyball. Volleyball. <laughs> which, does she just play volleyball? How did she get into volleyball? I want to know what camp she was at. Yeah, what's, what's Encarnacion's backstory? You know, she comes from, like, uh, I think, like, Guillermo says at one point, but... He um, came from you know, Our Lady... It's 45 things, and then Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah, I mean, because it's, like, obviously, like, she's, like, an attractive lady, and 
I don't get what year is this, and yeah. are they? Is he a priest? Is he taking his vows? Is he a legit priest? Is she a legit nun? Or are they in training? But see, I've, I've, I, I was trying to figure that out. The same thing this time go, this go around, and I, I. So, so they send Nacho out to go to like that fake dead man, which is also hilarious. See, <laughs> yeah, like, the inf- like, guy with influenza. Um, so like they send him out to do, I guess, priestly duties. Uh, but I don't know if he's actually like uh, ordained, if that's what you want to call it, or 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 whatnot. But um, either way, he's like you know he's he's like a part of the monastery. He calls himself a friar. Um, and in Car- yeah, in Car- like it's I guess it's. Weird, like why is she just leaving the convent wherever she's coming from? Um, to and and, and I guess I, where exactly are they? I'm guessing somewhere in Mexico. Well, obviously they're in um, fucking Mexico, but I know. But are they in super? Re- they have to be in super remote Mexico. But they. The thing is, I was thinking at the beginning. I kind of forgot that he gets the bus and he has his little bike, and I kept thinking, oh, maybe this is like 1700s Mexico, right. because it looks everything looks so old. And then you yeah. see the bus, and then it's got the tape in it. Maybe it's the 80s Mexico, 80s rural Mexico. Yeah, I see that. I was thinking that same thing, too. I don't know. It could be just the fact that it's um, just a very rural town in Mexico. And so, I don't know, modern day. But, yeah, I, I do want to uh, highlight that bike slash scooter thing he has. I It's when he revs it every time to the face he makes when he revs it and takes off. Is oh, gold. Gosh, I love it. I want one of those things. It, 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 it looks so funny. Like it's like a little tricycle or, or three wheel type thing with a basket up front. Oh my gosh! It's it's it's, it's something that like is just iconic to the movie. I want to circle back to the influenza scene where the oh. guy has influenza. Is he sending him across the river sticks? Why is he putting fucking coins on his eyes? I was I kept thinking he's a Catholic priest. What the fuck is he doing? Because that's the only thing I've ever seen about it is Greek mythology, where it's here's two coins to give like the boatman, and I'm like, what the fuck is he? He obviously has no fucking idea what he's doing. And then the guy just wakes up and he screams, and it's him driving away. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's, he's like he's like this is lived a good life, and he's like a beautiful woman, um, a lush garden, and he like looks at like the Russian dolls, it, Russian knickknacks. Russian knickknacks, and then like the guy like pulls the. The, uh, the little cloth off his face and like, the coins fall and, and Jack Black just spazzes. Oh, just a great little scene. Yeah, he has no idea what he's doing. Absolutely not. So we're already kind of in this arena, but what's your favorite line? What's the best line, I should say? Not your. I guess you could do favorite and best because those are different questions. Right, right. Favorite? I, you know what? The, the get the corn out of my face is, is I think that's... Iconic. I think that's the best line. I think that's the best line. Um, okay, I'll fight. I'll fight you on that. I'll fight you on that. I think that's the best line. But my favorite line is one that's like very subtle, but it's just if it, it, and you have to watch it during the movie because to see Jack Black's face reaction. Um, but it's when um, I think it, yeah, it's when they're fighting and Stephen is saying, you know, I don't believe in God. I believe in science. Oh yeah, that's Jack funny. Black, Jack Black's like, what? You have not been baptized? And I just, every time, every time, I just roll on the floor laughing. Um, I just, it gets me every time. He converts, he ends up converting Steven. Steven at the end praying with him in the ring. Yeah, yeah, he has has a little forced conversion in the... um, With the baptism, with the head dunk. Yeah, he's about to fight and he needs it. But, so I think the best line is get the corn out of my face. But there's so many, I don't know, there's so many. And, but I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down to 
best one in the movie is Get the Corn Out of My Face. But my favorite is uh, You Have Not Been Baptized. So I love Steven, and he's bringing, he's bringing Randy Johnson level heat to the entire movie. Oh, yeah. And when he says, I hate orphans, and he goes, I hate all the orphans in the world, I don't care. I could hop in just on that scene, and I will laugh for 20 minutes. I don't need any context. That is one of the funniest things ever. Because he, he quadruples down on it and goes, I hate orphans. And just the way he says it, and the delivery is everything. And I love that. And then I love my favorite line is the letter he writes to Incognacion when he has all the things. And but at the very end, he's going big hug, little kiss, little kiss, little hug, big kiss, big. And it goes on for twenty. It goes on like ten seconds. It's like a Family Guy gag where they're just keeping it going for fun. And I I love little kiss. And then he ends it with little kiss. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And I think uh, also maybe it's it's maybe not a line, maybe uh, we'll call it a verse, is when he sneaks into the party, Ramsey's party, as one of the, um, uh, what, what's what, what's the band called? What are they called? It's um, Mariachi bands. Ma- mariachi bands. Respect mariachi my culture, band. bro. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. That's my bad. Um, but he, he sneaks into the mariachi band as like the cello, and they say, Art, you got this one. And then he just riffs like totally freestyles that song about Ramses and oh I Ramses is the best. I love that. that that's, that's I think that whole verse deserves to be up there too in, in terms of just great iconic lines or, or scenes from the movie. Pretty iconic wrestling name out of Ramses. Just I feel Prince of Egypt shout out. Oh yeah, no absolutely. Yeah that was that was and he, so they, I think they they almost like um Bill him out to be like this, this almost godlike figure because you never see his face, and so yeah. he's always portrayed as like the camera's always like almost looking up at him, or there's always like a scene where you just see like the massive size of Ramses, and so he's he's always portrayed as this above character or this this character that can never be like knocked down, and, and so it, obviously it's getting the movie spoiler alert, Nacho wins, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Ramses, I definitely some some sort of shout out to like pharaohs or prince of egypt i don't know but it's i I like how they have that character of him just being very i don't think do you say a line the entire movie i don't think he did he doesn't talk the only thing he kind of grunts when nacho asks the kids for an autograph which is a dick move bunch of orphans ask him and that's when you're like nacho kick his fucking ass okay and then nacho at the end when he's got the mask off and he sees her in the crowd and he just starts absolutely wailing on ramses and ramses is trying the payoff for that is huge but yeah, Ramsey is, he is Pharaoh and Prince of Egypt. He will not let your people go. He's being a gigantic dick the whole time. Yeah, I think the one thing I forgot to mention um, earlier too is uh, when, um, so it's after the scene where the orphans watch Nacho Libre fight and they get all excited and they themselves create masks. And, and start beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. And start beating the shit out of each other. And then Encarnacion comes there and breaks it up. And then, and then just watch how Jack Black like enters the scene. Like he always skips into the scene. And he has like a little skip. And just like stops. It's so funny. But anyways, he skips in there. And then he starts talking about like how his life is the best. Like, yeah, like these wrestlers get money and the girls. But I get to sleep in a bed alone for the rest of my life. My life is <laughs> he's talking and you realize he realizes how shitty his life yeah, is as he talks more <laughs> I, 
I think that underratedly, that's just a great scene because obviously he, in that moment he's like, "My life sucks. My life fucking sucks." And it's just he's like, wrestling is like my only way out. And but I so I I, just, I love that scene as well too. Um. Okay. I think we both agree Jack Black's the best best character, favorite character, Nacho. Um. Someone that isn't Jack Black is your favorite character, and then who's your least favorite in the movie? Because I have a least favorite that I think yeah. might be a little unpopular, but okay. you you go first. Um, so I actually like Chancho, the little fat kid. <laughs> yeah, um, he, I, he's really I, good. He's hilarious. <laughs> like when 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 Jack Black comes and goes, Chancho, I need to borrow some sweats. Just gets me every time. Chancho keeps the secret going. Chancho's the un- yeah. he gives him his mother's machete. Oh my god, Frodo fucking sucks. Don't get me started on how shitty Frodo is as a kid. Lord of the Rings movies, watching Frodo just... Watching Elijah Wood's face and how miserable... It ruins the movies for me. I love those movies and he's the worst. So don't give that... Don't put that on Jack Black. Yeah. Um, just hate him. I absolutely hate him. Like, and obviously, like, it, it's sort of like maybe an ode to his acting skills of like what he's able to do. But he's just the worst. Like his lineup. But he has a funny line when he talks about like, "Do not realize I've had diarrhea since Easter's." Like, just classic. That's absolutely classic. I also love um, his line where he's he, me and the sister must talk about holy things. <laughs> yeah, he like fixes his hair. Oh, so that's good. But just just a gross, ugly character. Just a weird, weird squirrely little wormy man um so he just he kind of irks me the wrong way and and to be honest like i know you love him but steven kind of annoys me like he kind of annoys me i i i don't like his voice and he just he has some funny moments and like you need him to sort of support jack black i guess and i understand that and i don't want to take him out of the movie but he just annoys me he's he's the napoleon without him there's not that napoleon dynamite feel you need some rand you need the most randomness for this style of movie and he's him when he's getting attacked by the hefty daughter at the party (laughs) is amazing and he's like sprinting through the tunnel and she's trying to drag him in everything he's doing is amazing so i will not have steven bashed my least favorite is Incarnacion or however you pronounce her name. She just, I don't know. Okay, yeah, she's an attractive nun, and yeah, it's a fun fantasy for some people. But I don't know. You know what is? She, she's pretty bland. She's pretty bland. She doesn't have a very deep character. It's pretty. Like, yeah, and I think that makes it. That could make it. I guess we could dive into woke or broke because I think that's pretty broke. Is how little she ha- She has nothing to do with the movie. It's such a male-driven, but it's also such a male comedy. You mentioned your mother hating it. My yeah. mother hates this. You wouldn't take a girl and be like, hey, do you want to watch Nacho Libre? Right. But still, I think that's kind of broke. Do you think it could be made today? Um, I, I definitely think this movie could be made today. There's nothing like glaring about it. Um, I, but I, I do think I would agree with you that her character would definitely need to be changed because she is truly only there to like... 
um, to use as like a, I guess not, not really a crutch, but just She's a prop. support, a prop, a prop to for Jack Black to use when he needs comedic relief or something. And so there definitely could be more something there, like to dive into her character a little more. She's obviously, um, has, give her some depth other than just this person who's like seen as like an attractive nun. You know, there's gotta be something deeper than that. And so that, that is pretty broke. But then again, I mean, like this movie isn't supposed to be some like, you know, Biopic. It's not Citizen Kane. Yeah, it's not Citizen Kane here. So we'll, we'll we'll just take it a little easy, obviously. But I do agree that her character was was shallow, and and I don't know if that was like a writing um, issue or or if that was like the director's choice, or if she just wasn't like I don't know who that character is, that actor actress. I'm not. She's sure a she voice was. actress in Coco, so why, pump oh, pump the, pump the brakes. I think her career's go doing all right. Okay, no, I didn't know that. Coco's amazing, but like. Um, yeah, I think it definitely could be made. I think this tone of, I think this is such a mid two thousand. The fact that Nickelodeon Pictures made it is so fucking random, and uh, it's because it's not, a, it's not really a kids movie. It's this weird, quirky teen. Th- I don't even know. You can't really put it in a box. It doesn't. It doesn't fit in any box. And I really struggle with. Um, I really struggle with that, trying to classify this. And I think some of the things that would happen in this movie that I don't think there's anything glaring, like you said. There's nothing that you couldn't make it today. Um, I, I think it is what it is. And I don't think it would make $100 million because I don't think Jack Black has that kind of power anymore to really drive a movie. So I don't think it would be as successful. It would probably be like a straight-to-Netflix movie that you'd be like, hey, what the fuck is this? But. Yeah. Do you, do you know, guess what this is on Rotten Tomatoes? Okay, okay, here we go. Um, do, uh, so the critics are going to give it like, I'm going to say I'm gonna say 64% for the critics. Way lower. You're close, for IM, you're close for IMDb. IMDb's 5.7, so you're right there for what IMDb is. I, shoot, I, I gave too much credit for the critics. I'll say 38% for the critics. 40 40%. Dang, I was going to say like 42 to begin with. Wow. What, what, what's, let me guess the, uh, the audience. The audience, if it's not above 50, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 58 for the audience. 54 for the audience. Okay, nice. People were, people were not... Uh, <laughs> so the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, I'll just read it. At times hilarious, but other times offensive. Director Jared Hess is unable to recapture the collective charisma of Napoleon characters instead of relying on a one-joke concept that runs out of steam. Sure to a- entertain the adolescents, however. <laughs> I guess we're just the adolescents. <laughs> I, I guess the offensive stuff is what we're... I mean, the, the way they make some of these like people in Mexico look is yeah. just so ridiculous but then it also reminds me so much of napoleon dynamite when they're at the farmers in napoleon dynamite and those guys can't even talk and i just it seems like more of a stylistic choice than hey we're making comment on these people so i don't agree with the offensive thing but i agree it's not as good as napoleon dynamite i mean if that's your benchmark yeah but but i mean he's dead right on like the fact of like it's prime for adolescence like that like 12 like 16 year old boy like 11 like that whatever the age that is pre-teens is just like this is killer for them yeah we had we had so much jack black stock back then we bought after school oh, of rock we were anything jack black was making for 
you know, the next five or six. I saw Gulliver's Travels. That's how committed I was to Jack Black just existing. I saw, dude, even even deeper than that, I saw the Goosebumps with Jack Black solely because of Jack Black. (laughs) It's a bad fucking movie. He's made some questionable career choices since here. But that one, the Jumanji stuff, I... I haven't even seen I him post Gulliver's Travel. He's funny in Tropic Thunder, and then I really didn't like where his career went for a few years. And he did Jumanji, which I thought was a resurrection almost. But I never saw the new Jumanji because shout out Robin Williams, my boy. I uh, I don't want to circle. I don't want to circle back and ruin that for me. Right. Yeah. No. I I saw the new one, and I mean it has obviously has some funny moments because like when you get Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Kevin Hart isn't funny in movies. I'm just gonna come out and say something controversial. He's just not. I think he's he, he, he's over the top a lot, but like every now and again, he has a funny line. If um, he hadn't made the four year old virgin, that one scene of him and the four year old virgin, he would have no funny things in movies for me. His stand up's different. I, I almost canceled um, Kevin Hart not because he said anything like offensive, but just because it was so bad. Was when he did that prison movie with uh, Will Ferrell. I forget the name of it. Oh, um, yeah. Um, oh, my God. So that movie that so is... And I had so much... I was Will Ferrell was on a nice run at that point, and uh, I absolutely hate that movie. The only funny thing in that movie is the... Um, God, who's the guy that sings My Body's Wonderland? Um, John Mayer. John oh, Mayer's no, no, no. scene in that movie is yeah, so yeah. funny, and it's yeah. Get Hard. Get Hard, that's right. Get Hard, yeah. start cranking out some final thoughts what else what else do you want to get off on your chest final thoughts um i i will always so this, this movie and dumb and dumber are the two movies i quote more shout out last week's school of rock podcast for shouting out your yeah, dumb and yeah, dumb that for a little sneak peek but so i quote this movie almost on a weekly basis and when i'm with you guys like the high school guys like i'm quoting dumb and dumber or this all the time shout out rico shout out rico um but I, I also like I, I. You talk about this last in the podcast with with Max. Shout out Max. But like whenever I see Max, whenever I see Jack Black, I see Max. Yeah. So like, they, they look a lot of like same mannerisms. Kind of Physical comedy. Yeah. Um. And so it's it's it's. I just see like one of my best friends in the movie, and so it's that that always you know like like it as well. But this is just a movie that I will for sure watch with my son someday. I will never watch it with my daughter. Like, I mean, obviously she wants to watch it, I'll watch it with her, but like, I'm never going to be like, hey, whatever your name is, like, do you want to go watch Nacho Libre? Hey, Becky, you want to watch Nacho Libre? She'd be like, what the fuck, dad? John, let's go watch Nacho Libre. He's like, yeah, dad, let's do it. And so, I'm looking forward to taking this out. Also, with School of Rock. It's one of those movies that like, I'm going to put in like, my case and bring it out when my son's like 10, 11, 12. And so, I cannot wait to do that. And, and And until then, I'll be quoting this movie and all the day long top five movies you show your son first what are the five movies desert island five movies you would show your son oh shoot that's a really good question because if i had a daughter there's a different i guess you could do right you could do a list what's just what's just for equality's sake we'll make it three three you'd show your son and three you showed your daughter okay okay um three i show uh let's see dark knight has got to be at the top of there for me um 
I'd watch Dark Knight, Goodwill Hunting. So these are my sons. These are my sons. So yeah. Goodwill Hunting, Dark Knight, um, and then my third one would be uh, maybe The Pursuit of Happiness. Maybe oh, that'd Pursuit be a good father son movie. Yeah, Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, for my daughter, shoot, man. That's you got to be more thoughtful. Here, I'll do my son's list, and you think about your daughter's list. Okay, so my son's list would be Rocky, obviously. What it means to me and my dad, Rocky, is everything. I'd show him The Godfather. That way he knew what the greatest movie looked like. Either showing him The Godfather 1 or 2 would be... I'd have to show him 1 just so he understood the world. But at that point, we'd watch watch 2 as well. And then my third movie, I'm really torn up between... I love The Wedding Singer so much, and I did this on this pod, and I think it's hilarious, and it means a lot to my childhood, so I think I would do that, or A Knight's Tale is another sleeper movie I really like that isn't really popular, so I would do that, and for my daughter, I would do Moana, that way she knows what a badass woman looks like, Yeah. Um, I would probably do, oh my god, it's way tougher, daughters are tough. I'd show her Mean Girls because that movie's hilarious, and it's a and Bridesmaids. I'd show her Bridesmaids, Mean Girls. I'd show her female ensemble cast movies. I was thinking, I was I actually have Bridesmaids in mind too. So Bridesmaids for me, I would actually show her Dirty Dancing. I oh, okay. Really enjoy. I like Dirty Dancing. Um, and call me, call me like maybe cliche or whatever, but The Princess Diaries with Anne Hathaway. Okay, know, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. So so Bridesmaids. Classic cast, I love it so much. Um, Princess Diaries, just because I don't know, it shows a nice um, character arc, and then Dirty Dancing is just—I mean, it's just classic. I don't know. You Nobody puts Baby know. in a fucking corner. She would. Right. Your daughter would definitely love all those movies. I feel like Moana for me is your young daughter. I talked about this when shout out Abby Sunberg and I did the Moana podcast, but it's a movie you could show your young daughter and be like, see women. Don't let anybody ever tell you that like men are better than you. Look at what you can do. And yeah. that's what I would... I feel like the movies I'll show my young daughter, I will be so conscious of the messaging and Absolutely. the things I want her to know about what women can... Because Bridesmaids, it was such a big deal that an all-women R-rated movie killed like that. Yeah. That was such a big... And it, was, it wasn't like this is like fucking 1960. This is in 2011. That was right. a big thing. People couldn't believe... And that gave so many more women opportunities in movies. So I feel like the story, but it's also, I feel like I'd want her to be like 15 or something before I showed it yeah. to her or else I'd be yeah. a little uncomfortable. But yeah. I feel like I'm feel, feeling a lot of phases of life at this point. I, so I, Moana is a great choice because um, my cousins who were little girls, like maybe age like eight and under, that's their favorite movie. Like they watch that all the time. And so it's, it's a Amazing movie to show young girls. My daughter will never see Little Mermaid as God is my witness. She oh, will not. No. Fuck no, that movie. So horrible. Yeah. I just watched that for the first time in like 10 years, like a month ago. And like, this is the worst message of all time towards women. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. We are so far off the rails. I love it though. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good list because it is really interesting. I mean, the reason we do this podcast and we like to talk about this stuff is is these are things you're going to have to, you know, we're talking about our future kids. We're not in relationships. We don't have kids yet. But at some point, you have to think about what's really important to you. And art is such an expressive thing that young, like you saw this when you were 10 at a theater and that we're 24 and almost 25 and it still resonates with you. So as parents, 
you know, we realize right now what this meant to us as kids. So you have to think about this shit. What are you showing your kids? What are they going to, you know, are you polluting your kid's mind? Because I'm sure your mom was like, oh, my God, is, is Ben going to be a stoner because he likes this movie? Like, she's probably terrified. I think it's both, yeah. Too much time, too much more of your time. That's probably an episode or topic for another That could be an entire podcast of us just talking about art and art and the culture. We should. That should be that's another topic. But I I, I want people to like write in or or send messages like bashing the movie choices I chose because I'm sure the second I hang up, I'll think of like two or three more I should have put in there. So send me your responses. I want to get roasted on my movie choices. Yeah, I think at least we there was thoughtful reasons we chose those movies, and we did a good job. We said son and daughter, and then there's yeah. probably there could be a list of movies you'd show them both that it doesn't Absolutely. matter, you know, Absolutely. and that'd be a different list. But that's for another show. Yeah, that was that was so that's that's we got to end it on a high, and that was awesome, and I loved it. That was a high. Was you got anything to plug, Benny? Uh, I don't. No, just I appreciate. Hey, check plug podcast. your plug your blog. fishing anything in the outdoor um atmosphere uh it's it's dakotan outdoors uh dakotan d-a-k-o-t-a-n outdoors.com um i have a blog up there updated with pictures um pretty uh frequently so check that out also on instagram at uh i think my handle is ben rogers one one so check me out there um follow and, and and like and share some content i'd really appreciate it yeah really cool blog ben's writing really great read really cool Outdoor shit. You'd love it. Check it out. Ben will be tagged in this when I post it. Thanks again, Benny. Appreciate it, Chris. It was a pleasure. And we're out.